Are you an I or an E? Where do you think you are? That was the question that the counselor asked Christy and I over almost 25 years ago in the counseling office at Oklahoma Christian. Uh, We weren't counseling because we had marital problems. We were doing premarital counseling. We weren't even married yet. And as part of that premarital counseling, we were partaking in this personality test. And one of the attributes of that was the personality of how you relate to people. Introvert, extrovert was the scale that was used. And he asked, where do you think you are before showing us the results? So I ask you that question. Where are you? Uh, Raise your hand if you're an introvert. Yeah, introverts are probably not going to like that too much. Uh, Extroverts, where are you? Okay, all right. I figured it would be louder than that, but in any case, maybe you're high I. And that doesn't mean you don't like people, but the way to think of it is, if you're an introvert, you know that battery life on your phone? And how it kind of goes down throughout the day, the percentage of battery life left. When introverts are around people, it is a very draining experience. There's a limited amount of time. For some of you who are introverts, church, one-anothering can be a draining. It's a good thing, but it's a draining thing. You will go home today after church, if you're an introvert, and say, I am exhausted. Because you're an I. Now, at the other end of that are my E's. And the E's, they are the opposite. Their battery is charged by being around people. You can see them interacting with people. You can just see how they light up a room. Gary Brown is an extrovert. He's a high E, okay? Uh, he's like a caffeinated squirrel, okay? He, <laughs> when he gets around other people. That's a good thing, okay? Now, th- now, neither of those two ends of the spectrum are good or bad. They are just different. It all comes down to how you interact with other people. Now, whether you're an I and, and you, you find interactions with people very draining or you're an E and you find interactions with people very fulfilling and building, what we're going to talk about today in our one another is the key to improving all your human relationships, all your interactions. Every single relationship that you have, I'm convinced, will be better if you'll put today's one another into practice. Whether you're an I, you're an E... Um, just, you know, full disclosure, uh, my wife is on the I side of things, okay? She hates that I brought that up right now because everybody's looking at her, okay? Mine was kind of interesting. It was right in the middle. I said, well, what does that mean? He said, well, it either means you are a high-functioning introvert, (laughs) you are moving from one to the other, or he said, I think probably because you're going into ministry, you, you are naturally I or E, and you know how to turn the other side on, and that made a lot of sense to me. Wherever you are on the spectrum, today's one another, I think, will be helpful to you. You ready for it? Here it is. It's to submit to one another. The key to every relationship is mutual submission. Now, it's not easy, and nobody likes the term submission. 
I mean, just the term means to lower, to submit. And in our, especially our culture today, no one likes the idea of submitting myself, lowering myself. Just the thought is almost offensive to some. Submit means to lower, to surrender yourself. Another word we might use for it is the word yield. To surrender, to submit to someone or something else that's superior. When I'm driving on the highway from our home to Northside Church of Christ, I go from Kellogg going eastbound on to 235 going northbound. As you come up that ramp, there is a sign there that says, yield. That's the government telling me that I need to understand that the traffic that's already going has the right of way. Now, I may think my car is better, faster, but at the end of the day, if we want funk, uh, traffic to flow smoothly, somebody has to yield to somebody else. That's not popular either, but we're called to yield. Now, as a Christian, it gets even... If you're not a Christian, you can tune this next part out. As a Christian, if you're immersed into Christ Jesus, if you're a part of his body, the church, you are called to surrender yourself to God and to lower yourself with other people, to submit yourselves to them, not because they are superior, but because he is superior. Let me say that again. In Christ, we surrender and submit ourselves one to another, not because they are superior, but because he is superior. And when we get that, when we grasp that, it will dramatically improve every relationship that we have. Turn to Ephesians 5 and let's think about it. Biblically, let's think about it personally. Ephesians chapter 5, if you don't know where Ephesians chapter 5 is, turn to page 1,254 in the Pew Bible. Now, Ephesians chapter 5 is, first of all, a little context. The first half of Ephesians, Ephesians is a short book, six chapters. The first three chapters are all deep theology. Helping us you know, think properly about God and others and life in the body. But the second half of Ephesians, once you understand the theology, then you have to put the theology into practice, into action. And that's what chapters 4, 5, and 6 are all about. We get practical application of the thought theology that Paul is writing about. The theology of Jesus and theology of the church. And he gets to chapter 5, and there is a break that shouldn't be there. He starts by talking about how to walk, how to live, how to practice this out. And in, in, in uh, the ESV, it says to walk in love. And at the end of that section, verse 21 says, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. I think that's in the wrong spot, personally. They didn't ask, the Bible editing team didn't ask my opinion. But the reason I think it's in the wrong spot is it so naturally goes with what follows it in verses 22 and following. And verses 22 and following, even into chapter 6, talk about significant relationships in our lives. Okay, so we're going to look at, we're not going to just sink, you know, stay put on each one. We're just going to go over real quick. But verse 22, he starts talking about wives and husbands, about the marriage relationship. And he calls wives and husbands to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. 
Verse 22, wives, submit to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. The, the original text basically says, wives, submit as unto the Lord. But he's not done. He says, husbands, verse 25, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Christ laid down his life for the church. And he calls husbands to be those kind of husbands. This mutual submission is what makes a marriage work, I'm convinced. Some of you know today is Christianized's 23rd anniversary. We've been married 23 years. And I was thinking about, she posted some pictures from our wedding day. Uh, pictures of Christy and her first husband. Um, she posted those pictures. And I thought, How is it, first of all, that that time has gone by so fast? But secondly, what have we learned in the process? And, and I think it comes down to verse 21. Submit to one another, not because it's easy, not because it's popular, but you do it out of reverence to Christ. And when a husband and wife in this sacred bond, that's almost a sacred circle between one man and one woman for one lifetime, join together, they have formed a family, a new family in all the earth. And this is God's doing. It's not man's doing. And, and if these two entities can work at one, as one, or if they are to work as one, the key to it is verse 21, submitting out of reverence for Christ. Now, if these two work as one in that way, then the extensions of that union, the family, the children, maybe someday the grandchildren, maybe someday the great-grandchildren, must extend into it as well. Look at chapter 6, verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. If you see, the submission to one another affects marriage and family. Second, it affects your workplace. We're called to yield and to submit to one another on the job. Verse 5, bond servants. Another... Maybe a modern translation of that would be contract workers, people who work for someone else. Obey your earthly masters. Keep the boss happy. With fear and trembling, trembling with a sincere heart as you would Christ. Look what he says to bosses, masters, verse 9. Masters, do the same to them and stop your threatening, knowing that he is both their masters and yours in heaven, and that there's no partiality with them. You see, Paul doesn't just stop with the family. He goes to, the, to uh, marriage and family, but he goes to the workplace. He says, if, if you want to have good relationships in your workplace, you've got to learn to yield, whether you're the boss or the employee. Whatever your position is, you have to learn to yield out of reverence for Christ. This is speaking to Christians, okay? And, and the, these are the people who understand. If you're watching online, if you're listening to this this morning, you're not a Christian, you haven't, your heart hasn't been regenerated by Christ, you're not going to, this isn't going to make sense at all. This is absolutely politically incorrect. I have my right. I submit to no one. I yield to nothing. 
That's the world's attitude. Christians are not that way. Now, now he goes through all of this, and then he even talks about in the family, uh, in, in the church family, rather, yielding to one another. And so, when we do that, when we yield to one another, it affects every relationship, your marriage, your parenting, your job, and even church life. We are called to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. This is not easy, okay? This is holy yielding. Holy, H-O-L-Y, yielding, means you yield holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y. You have to give all of yourself to the process. Uh, Let me give you an illustration um, from a board game. I've been a Christian 30 years. I preach the gospel. I love all of you. But if if there's one thing you need to know about me, it's this. Put me in front of a Monopoly board, me and you, I will destroy you. (laughs) I will, and I will with a smile on my face, bankrupt you. Uh, my children know this. If they beat Dad in Monopoly, it wasn't because I let them. Okay? I'm building character. <laughs> Here's the truth about Monopoly. For as well as you play it, you cannot win the game if you do not learn how to deal with the other players around the board. It's impossible. <laughs> you need those certain color of properties, and you get two of them, and you need that third one, and, you know... Somebody else rolled the die and they landed there and they bought it. And now what you need is in their hands. And so if you don't learn how to figure out what they need and make a deal, you'll never win the game. To win the game of Monopoly, you have to consider the needs of the other person. The same is true in life. If you want to win in the church body, if you want to win at work... If you want to win in your marriage, in your family, you must learn to consider the needs of others above yourself. You have to lower your own to other people. And that is easy to preach. That is not hard to say at all. That just rolls off the tongue as much harder to apply. The problem you see is is you and I. Our minds are hostile to God. There's a, a scripture in Romans, a lot of scripture in Romans, but Romans chapter 8, verse 7 says this, um, talking about the mind of the flesh. This is the person who's not been converted in their heart and the mind to Christ Jesus. Romans 8, verse 7, page 1,210. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. You understand that there is something in your human, fleshly, carnal nature, however you want to say it, that instantly and of its own nature rebels against God. If I say yield to God, there's part of you that says, make me. Submission to God then requires an act of God. And that's where Jesus steps in. Submitting starts with 
Jesus. That is why verse 21 says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. You can't do this on your own. There, there is not enough willpower to make you submit your mind and your heart and your spirit. I'm convinced only Christ Jesus can do that work within us. You need Christ to fully submit yourself to God and to other people. If you struggle with submitting to God or to other people, then there's something in you that hasn't fully yielded to Christ. We submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And so, once we submit to Christ, then our lives are His. And so, from that point going forward, we yield our lives because He yielded His life. Remember, He came from heaven to earth. That's such a, a, such a massive statement there. He, the glory of heaven, came down and became a created being, dwelt in the flesh. Hard for us to imagine, but just try to encompass what it might mean for you to become a worm. It's a major step down. And he didn't just take on flesh, he washed feet, he died a cruel death, he died alone. He did that because he yielded to God. Luke 22, Jesus says, not what I will, Father, but what you will. He was yielding fully and completely. And he calls us to do this very same thing, to turn to John chapter 15, if you're following along. John chapter 15, page one thousand. 157. John 15 starts in verse 12, uh, starting in verse 12 rather. He's talking about his, this idea of the vine and the branches. And he, and he says this, this is so powerful. He says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. That's the most powerful word in that verse 12. Love one another as I loved you. Well, how did Jesus love us? Well, he goes on to say, greater love has no one than this and someone laid down his life for his friends. Jesus did that in the ultimate sense. He calls us to do that in the everyday sense. To lay down our life for others. The apostle of love will go on to say in 1 John 3.16, the verse that's on the screen, he'll go on to write these words, by this we know love, that he laid down his life for us. And the natural response to that is we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. You and I need to submit to Christ Jesus in order to submit our hostile minds to God. And when and only when we do that fully and completely will we be able to yield our lives to other people? Scripture shows us the way. Romans chapter 6 shows us how. Leads us to the point where we begin saying, I'm ready to submit. Verse 4. We were, this is Romans 6, 4. We were buried therefore with him 
by baptism. Now, now you notice it says we were buried, therefore. And you know what you, the only things you bury are things which have died. We were buried with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, we too may be raised from the dead by the glory of the Father and that we too may walk in newness of life. That's the invitation. You need to be buried. You need to fully submit your mind, your heart, your soul, your body to Christ Jesus. That's the only way I know to do it. That's the only way I can preach to you on how to submit to one another. I mean, I give you practical steps, but until you start with the first step of yielding your life to Christ, there is no submission. You will live in a state of hostility toward God and toward one another at some point until you submit fully and completely to Christ. And so you're invited this morning to do that, to submit your heart and your life fully to God through Christ, and then to put into action the process of submitting to one another, laying down your life in your marriage, laying down your life in your family, laying down your life at work, laying down your life even with one another in the body. It's simple, but it's not easy. But I'm convinced it's the key to transforming every relationship that we have. I said every human relationship earlier. But, but this relationship with you and God cannot happen until you yield to Christ Jesus. That's the key. And the transformation not only happens within you, but it will happen all around you if you will yield fully and completely to God. This morning, if you need to do that, if you need to put on Christ in baptism, our elders would be glad to help you do that. Maybe you're struggling with submitting yourself to another. Maybe you're having strife in your marriage. Maybe you're having difficulty in your family or your other relationships, and you need the prayers of our shepherds or the prayers of this body. We would be glad to help you with that as well. Submission starts with laying down, yielding fully to God. This morning, if you need to do that, I invite you to do so. Won't you do that as together we now stand and sing?